0: Okay, so Jess, I've discovered that podcasting is dangerous because sometimes you talk about things and it makes you want to buy them. Indeed. Is that, have, you, have, have you had that experience lately?
1: Um, well, I think it's a common phenomenon around techies because we want to try out all the newest and latest gadgets. And um, the reason it's dangerous is because, in this case, is because I'm usually not a big tablet advocate. I really like my MacBook Airs, as we've talked about. I have two of them. I'm like, what do I need a tablet for? I have an iPhone and two MacBooks. So, um, but upon reading these, I'm like, well, maybe I do need an iPad (laughs) and I thought I may made a list of all the things I would use an iPad for. So here we are now.
0: (laughs) Yes. So the, the topic that we wanted to talk about today are iPads specifically that Apple just launched a bunch of new ones but also just kind of tablets in general where they fit and so i sent just these links and all the stuff and the text message i got from her today says as i've done more ipad research i'm now currently calculating the probabilities i will buy one soon and i my only thing i could think of is yes podcasting is dangerous (laughs) because it just makes makes you and and i'm obviously fairly fortunate i have a couple of ipads well we have a lot of ipads in our family right now i have basically one of every iPad that Apple sells because either we already owned it or they sent me them to review. So I'm I'm having a hard time figuring out which iPad to use because there's actually a stack of them. Not even kidding right now. Like on on my desk, I have lots of iPads and so and this we'll will, talk through them.
1: That'll be, that'll be interesting because while you have a stack of iPads on your desk, I have not used an iPad in probably close to a decade back to the iPad mini. Which I primarily used as a babysitter for my then really young children on road trips.
0: (laughs) Well, I do have actually, hold on, I have an iPad mini here too as well. Nice. You know, so so it doesn't feel left out. But okay, so first, I don't think we had any follow up from last week. I listened back to the episode and there were lots of things that I had wished that I had said differently, mostly because they all have weird names (laughs) and I got all the names wrong. It doesn't matter. (laughs) uh, They all blend uh, together. that yeah it's either google or alexa or amazon or nest or something like that if you just type that into a search engine you'll probably find what you're what you're looking for except 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 sorry i do have one i couldn't talk about it last week but i do have one new smart thing i'm going to add to our list of stuff that we have at home so i think jess i've told you this our listeners would have no way of knowing this but currently my office is in the basement i really like it except for that there's no window and so we are we're We're building an office in the backyard. And by building, we're paying someone else to build it and deliver it. <laughs> We've cut down a bunch of trees. We're grinding the stumps. We're doing all the things so that we can... It's basically a shed that will finish. It'll have you know nice floors and insulation and drywall and all that kind of stuff. That's going to be my office. And <clears throat> at the same time... So we're in the process of... I'm not, I don't really have to get anything new for it. I have all my equipment. I have all the same furniture. We'll go out there. Not a problem. We just have to do all the finishing things. Things like drywall... You know, probably like Pergo floors or something like that, so it's nice, but we're not we don't want to spend any more money on it than we have to. but if you have an office in your backyard with a whole bunch of stuff in it, you probably have to have some kind of way of like locking it right okay. now that doesn't seem very doesn't seem very interesting except.
1: Oh, I think I know where you're going.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So this, so level lock, they just started selling them at the Apple store. It's a brand level lock plus, excuse me. It's called the invisible smart lock. And what's really cool about it is it doesn't look like a smart lock. It just looks like a normal deadbolt lock, but just, this is so cool. I'm very excited. Hang on. I I don't have anything to install. We're doing an unboxing
1: right now. You're going to be so proud Mm -hmm. because I actually read about this already.
0: So. Nice. This is. I just only opened it up because I wanted to show one thing, and this may not even be new, but it has like two hotel key card mm-hmm. things that you can hand out to people, and they can just open the door. It has real keys in here somewhere too. But but this is going to go on our office. This level lock thing. Technically, I'm reviewing it, so it's going to be interesting if I have to take it off. I think at some point, if I like it, I'm going to have to just email them and be like, "How much money do I have to send you to not send the lock back to you?" <laughs> so, but I mean, it just looks like a normal lock like Mm -hmm. you would never know that this is a smart lock at all so what's new about this particular one is it supports what's called is it home key home key where you can just walk up to it and tap your watch to it or your phone it'll unlock which i think is the coolest thing
1: my my lock on my door at home is technically supposed to do that um and I, i can do it with my watch or my app but it doesn't automatically just like pull it up but we can use our fingerprints which i really like I did a um just well I did a lot of research when we moved to this new house on, on locks because I wanted a smart lock. So this is particularly interesting.
0: Okay. Good question. How much does it cost? You can buy it on their website or you can actually buy it in the Apple store. And it is $329.95. So $330, which is for a Deadbolt kind of expensive. For a smart lock, it's not really that expensive. And Honestly, I like the fact that it doesn't look like a smart lock. It just looks like a deadbolt. Which
1: is one of the concerns of smart lock owners or smart lock features is that they're easy to hack if you can clearly tell that it's a smart lock, which overall reduces security with a device that's supposed to increase security. So I I did notice that too. I like the cool gadgety looking ones, but this one makes it um, like um, a threat to your home would be potentially deterred.
0: (laughs) Also, if you're married to someone who doesn't care about gadgety type things and would never want something that looked futuristic in space age on the front of your house, this is perfect because mm-hmm. it just looks like the lock that would be on anyone's house. There's nothing different about the way that it looks compared to, you know, and even in the inside, it just has the same... I'm throwing pieces around, you know, Mm turning thing that you would turn a deadbolt. So it's fantastic. Anyway.
1: Yeah. The price really isn't bad. If you consider like it's a one-time cost, there's no subscription. You're like, you're not going to have to replace this every five years. So
0: Right. And it integrates with HomeKit. If you're using that at your house, even if you didn't, which is nice because I believe I am in the process of reviewing it, that you can actually set it to unlock at certain times or unlock when you're just, when you arrive. Right, if you arrive at home, or you can give your, you can have your kids if they have an iPhone, be mm-hmm. able to unlock the front door without having to give them a key. Because honestly, I don't even carry keys. I don't either. I carry zero keys. I don't. know. I either. haven't carried keys in a long time. The only, I mean, I carry like, in even our cars, both of our cars do not have a key you put in. Me neither. Neither. Of I them, keep mine so. in
1: my car, which is very safe. <laughs> well, if I'm like parking downtown, I'll take it out um, and put it in my bag. But like, I park in the garage, so I just leave it in there. But
0: yep. And so it's yeah, it's kind of wild. So anyway, okay, so that was our that was our follow-up anyway. section. <clears throat> the thing we wanted to talk about today were iPads. And on last week on Tuesday, Apple just surprisingly put out a press release. Actually, they put out three press releases that they were introducing new iPads, a, a new base-level iPad. Tenth generation, and then two new iPad Pros. Well, really one iPad Pro, except for that there's two sizes. There's the eleven inch and the twelve point nine, and there's very slight differences in the displays of those two devices. And then they introduced an Apple TV four K, but we won't. We're not going to get into that today. And I wrote a piece about it because the the difference in the amount of updates that those iPads got, if you compare the iPad Pro to the base iPad, is kind of funny because the I keep calling it the base iPad because it's just the iPad. But if you just call it the iPad, then no one knows which <laughs> iPad because iPad means all of the tablet-y things. Fair. But we'll call it the base. And even calling it the base iPad is difficult because it's Apple is still selling the ninth generation iPad, which has the home button thing for 329 and this one's 449 So really, that's the base iPad. But this is the updated one, the 10th generation. Someone started calling it the 10.9-inch iPad, whatever. It's the iPad iPad. And Apple has like completely redesigned it. It no longer has the home button at the bottom. It actually looks just like any other...
1: An iPhone. Of the iPad. A giant iPhone.
0: Sure, (laughs) it does. I mean, it it has the same design style as the iPad Air, the iPad Mini, and the iPad Pro. They all look like iPads, except this is where it gets weird. This base entry-level iPad is the only one where they fixed the camera.
1: I read that. Because
0: now... Now the camera on it is at the top if you're holding it in landscape, which is really where it belongs, but it's, it's only in the right place on the base iPad, which is, it just seems kind of weird. And my argument was when they updated the iPad pros, that the iPad pro was already basically perfect, right? It was, it's, it's the best iPad you can buy. Now, most people don't need it, but it's the best iPad you can buy. And on the best iPad you can buy that now has the M2, which is the same processor that the brand new laptops have in them they they left the they left the camera in the wrong place which
1: now didn't you say in your article you uh, there was a reason for it that you thought about the reason why they moved the camera in one and not the other okay
0: so yes and apple wouldn't all that apple would say if you ask them is we think people use ipads in a lot of different ways and so we have lots of options and i'm like Yes, but anytime anyone uses an iPad for a video call, they use it the same way, right, in landscape. So whatever, but the problem is the Apple Pencil. The Apple Pencil attaches to the iPad Air and the iPad Pro on the top side magnetically. And so if you were to put a camera in that spot, it would be in the same spot where there are magnets. And so in order to move the camera, they would have had to not only design the iPad Pro, redesign it, they would have also had to redesign the Apple Pencil. And they just weren't gonna do that this year. I don't know if it's because of COVID. I don't know if they just planned on doing a bigger redesign in the future. But the point is this iPad Pro, the only thing that's different about it is they put the M2 in it instead of the M1. They weren't changing anything else. Okay. They, did, they just didn't, But which would have been fine, except that they moved the camera in the least expensive <laughs> new model, which is in the, it, so it's now in the right place on that model, but it's in the wrong place on the most expensive one, which it all just seems very confusing and strange.
1: Yeah, agree.
0: Now 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 it also seems confusing because this is 449. There's a there's a really cool keyboard case that they introduced with it which is basically like a kick it has a kickstand so you can just kind of like I'm trying to show Justin. Yeah, I saw Apple, I like saw you can,
1: tweeting about this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. And which is I think the best iPad case that they've keyboard thing that they've made in in a long time. I like it a lot. Um oh, going back to the Apple Pencil for a second. Because they moved the camera on the base level iPad They couldn't use the new Apple Pencil, so they just made it compatible with the original Apple Pencil, but the original Apple Pencil, just I don't know if you know this, but it charges by sticking it in the end of the lightning port on the iPad. It just like Mm, protrudes out from the end, but they put USB-C on this iPad, so you can't do that. You can't stick a lightning pencil, so they gave you this like adapter that you plug a cable in, you put the adapter on, and then you plug the Apple Pencil into that, so it's kind of just a mess. The whole thing is just a mess. I don't know what Apple was thinking, but this iPad that they, this base level 10th generation iPad that's 449 is now looks exactly like an iPad Air, which is has the M1 processor in it. So it kind of gets confusing. Jess, if you were going to go buy an iPad today, we'll just pretend for this, for the sake of this conversation, do you have any idea which one you would buy?
1: Okay. Well, you have to tell me the price points of each. So either I am, have more money than I used to, or the prices of iPads have gone down. Uh, because when you said 449 I'm like okay that's not that bad because in my mind iPads used to be like a grand
0: well the iPad pro is like eight nine seven ninety nine to start with or eight ninety nine okay. to start with so they I mean they get they get up there pretty quickly yes gotcha.
1: I would want to use the one because one of the things and we'll kind of talk about this more later that I would use it for is video conferencing because it can help like reduce distractions when you're trying to focus in on the people you're actually talking to rather than spending time looking at other screens or like trying to edit an article during it, like a meeting you probably should be participating in. Um, So I'd want to use one with the right camera, with the camera, like with the landscape camera. And I usually, um, you know, based on how many Apple Watch Series 3s I had, I I have a affinity for budget models.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, okay. The point though is there is no obvious choice Just looking at it, being like, oh, that's the one I should get, right? Because each of them have slight differences, which is kind of what you pointed out. Now, I think that for a lot of people, the first thing you said is probably the answer for them, which is depends on how much, you know, I have to look to see how much money I had. (laughs) I want to know what the price points are. And the good news is that the, what they call the 10th generation iPad, the $449 iPad, which by the way, is more expensive than the ninth generation iPad that they're keeping around. But that iPad is probably the instant, yes, just buy this one, right? Like just buy this one. It's $449. It has the A14, which is the same chip that is in the iPhone 12. So it's it's going to be good for a long time. Like this iPad will do all of the iPad things that you could possibly want to iPad, right? It's just, it's, it's going to be just fine. The only things it lacks is it doesn't have face ID. It has touch ID and the home button on the side. But honestly, like, so what? It's not that big of a deal. It's, it's really not a deal breaker. It looks nice. It's more than fast enough to play video. Like our kids would love playing Minecraft on this. They would just they would just destroy the battery playing Minecraft all day long on an iPad like this. And if you wanted to use it for video calls, it'd be perfect for that. It doesn't get some of the high-end features that the iPad Pro gets like stage man. We're not even going to get into that stuff today because nobody who's listening to this probably cares about that. If you do, tell us and we'll talk about it at a different time. But that $449 iPad is like, get that one. Unless, right, there's an unless. <laughs> the iPad Air is the is the cheapest iPad you can get to use the Apple Pencil 2, like the good Apple okay. Pencil. So if you care about the Apple Pencil, you, you have to start with the iPad Air. Like that's the one that you should get. If you don't care about the Apple Pencil, which honestly most people shouldn't care about the Apple Pencil. It's great if you draw a lot or if you want to take handwritten notes or if you edit podcasts or something on, on your iPad, that's great. But most people aren't editing podcasts on their on their iPad, right? It's not that thing. It's right. just not, if you're gonna use it in a keyboard case most of the time, most of these keyboards, like this keyboard, has a trackpad. Oh, right? nice. like all You can buy a keyboard with a trackpad for every single iPad. You don't need a pencil to point at the screen. So just start with the iPad 10th generation. It's great, everyone will be happy with it. It's, it's a fantastic device and the camera's in the right place the display is not quite as good, right? Like there are there's obviously drawbacks, but like it's it's good enough for anyone who's just thinking about buying an iPad. Then if you need the Apple Pencil, you have to move up to the iPad Air. Right? And the iPad Air has the M1, which is an amazing processor in it. So like it's it's going to do all the things as well. So that's right? the like same it,
1: the same chip that's in processor that's in my MacBook Air, correct?
0: Yes, exactly. It's the exact same storage, exact same Yep, p- processor. It is Yep, it is a full-blown laptop computer on the inside of that thing. And it only it starts at $599. Like, yeah, that's not it's bad. It's $600 bucks about- to get an M1 processor. Yeah. And now it does get more expensive if you want to use it as a, quote, laptop replacement because you're going to need some kind of a keyboard case. And the keyboard case that you're most likely going to want to use is either the Smart Folio keyboard, which is sort of like a thin keyboard or thin case, but it just sort of has a has a keyboard that kind of folds out and it just sits there. And that's great. I love that case actually. Or you're going to want the Magic Keyboard, which is a lot more expensive. I think it's 299 on the eleventh 11-inch iPad Pro or the iPad Air. They're basically the same physical size. They're just slightly different screen sizes. Um, and so that's like, you're going to have to, spend hold on hold on you know wait go ahead
1: so the keyboard to house the ipad with the m1 processor is half the price of the ipad
0: this is a true story this,
1: this is what drives me nuts about like native apple products it is like the price markup on their accessories which i know like you know true like apple ecosystem advocates like don't buy third-party uh you know to accessories but I just that's really hard for me to justify that's a side note but like half of the price of the iPad it's kind of wild
0: yeah it's $299 which yes is half of the price of a $599 <laughs> iPad Air it's it's and it's even more I think it's 349 if you buy the 12 inch 12.9 inch iPad Pro there are some third-party keyboards that are that are really good but I will say the Magic Keyboard is fantastic and the trackpad on it is fantastic. The you can use it on your lap. It it's adjustable. It's really great. The thing I don't like about it is not only is it half of the price of the iPad, if you're getting an iPad Air, it's basically the same weight. Oh, really? so when okay. you put a, when you put a Magic Keyboard on an iPad and you throw that in your backpack, it's the same weight as your MacBook Air. Basically, it's wow. it's it's a beefy it's a beefy but thing. But it's smaller, now, so
1: I mean you can fit it in a you know, a smaller space, a smaller bag. It's,
0: it is a smaller on the outside dimensions, but it is not thinner. It is actually thicker than a MacBook Okay. So, so it's, it, there are definitely trade-offs, but if you were going to primarily use your iPad at your desk or at some sort of a, where you are going to sit there and type a lot on it. The magic keyboard is great because it's magnetic and then you can just take the iPad off if you want to watch a movie or something, right? right? Or draw or do something. So that's fine. But there are other options. I do like the smart folio keyboard just because it's lighter, right And the keyboard on it is not it's not quite as nice, but you know what? it's plenty it's plenty good enough if all I want to do is type some stuff right respond to email, whatever. There is a cool Logitech case that has almost the same f- form and function as that magic keyboard folio which is the one for the base ipad in that it has a kickstand and then the keyboard kind of comes out and that one has a trackpad as well and that's the one i actually use with the 12.9 inch review that they sent me because it's actually lighter or at least it feels lighter than the magic keyboard and the keyboard actually comes off so if you you don't have to take it out of the case if you just want to use the iPad is a uh, tablet. Yeah. The keyboard just snaps right off. So that's kind of nice. But yes, the keyboards are expensive. I love me Very some Logitech
1: uh, third-party accessories. They are just what enough to get the job done. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. And I think I could be wrong. I need to check. But I'm pretty sure that this particular keyboard is actually sold in the Apple oh, okay. store. So I think like this is one that I believe was sort of... Done in combination with Apple. Interesting. So it's 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 a good keyboard. The keyboard's really great. The trackpad on it's really good. That's all. That's all good. So, so if you just need an iPad, get the tenth gen. If you need to use a magic or uh, Apple pencil, you're looking at the iPad Air. If you want to use your iPad Air and like a, as a primary device for doing some real computing type things, you're going to need a keyboard. You're now up to about eight hundred dollars, which starts to push you into the range of, gosh, should I start thinking about an iPad Pro? Now, the iPad Pro, which the 11 inch is almost the exact same physical overall size as the iPad Air, and then there's also a 12.9 behemoth. But the iPad Pro now has the M2 processor in it, which is the same processor as the new MacBook Airs that they just released. And it's ridiculously fast, right? I mean, the M1 is ridiculously fast, so it's just ridiculously faster, I guess you know, then, then that is one, there a
1: limit?
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's more than fast enough to do anything you would want to do on an iPad. Yeah. In fact, I, I personally think that it's fantastic. I love, I, I have an M one iPad pro. That's my own personal iPad <laughs> of all of these ones sitting on my desk right now. The one that I use is an 11 inch iPad pro M one. And I, I'm not going to get a new one this year. There's just no reason. The M one is just that, that good. Um, but it starts at 7.99. The advantages over the iPad Air are: it is it, the M2 is obviously going to be faster than the M1, but also it has a better display. It has what's called ProMotion, where it adjusts the refresh rate, so things are a lot smoother if you're scrolling. It, it videos are better. It has the laminated display, so you it, which is a thing that doesn't matter to most people, except for that the, the Basically, the display is closer to the glass. So you don't, it's just, it feels more seamless. You don't see a space as you look at it. Um, and then it has like better color management and that kind of stuff. And then the 12.9 inch actually has a mini LED display, which, which is like gives it real HDR. So it's actually really cool to watch like a movie on because it, it just pops. It's, it's, it's really, it's really something. So if you need all the iPad you can get to do the best iPad things in the world, the iPad Pro. Well, and there are so, some people
1: who just like, regardless of features, they want to have the best one. So if you want the best one, it costs this much more and this is what you get. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah. And I would say that the iPad Pro is probably for one of two people. Someone who really wants a serious computing device, but doesn't ever need to use a laptop, an actual laptop. Like I, all I do is... Video calls, writing on, uh, you know, Google Docs, sending emails. If if you can, if you want to do all those types of things, you can do all that really well on an iPad. It's not great at multitasking, but as you said, that's sometimes a benefit. That's what I like about it. When I'm writing, is it is harder to do other things, and so I just do that, you know. Um, but so the iPad Pro is like I'm. I know I need the best iPad I can get. I maybe I'm an artist and I want to draw using the Apple Pencil, that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like for most people, the iPad Air is probably the top iPad they should be thinking about, especially now that the base iPad is is that good. But there is one more, which is the iPad Mini, which I actually love because it's small, it's lightweight, and it is basically the perfect size for like reading. Like, if you don't have a Kindle, like, don't buy a Kindle and an iPad. Just buy the iPad right. mini, right? It's the perfect size for that. It's actually great for watching videos. You know, it's... it's it's The, the downside is that the iPad mini is actually more expensive than the base-level iPad. Wow. It's smaller. <laughs> you get less iPad. What is it running on? This one, I think, has the same... process. Mm, I think it has the A15. Okay. Yeah, so, it actually has a slightly better processor than... Then than the base level iPad. Um, and it's smaller, but it it is more. Look at me asking those techie expensive. questions.
1: <laughs> What's it run on? <laughs> I know so.
0: you're making me like, you're making me do the hard work. So, but the 64 gig version is 499. So it's $50 more than the base iPad. And you know, one should buy a 64 gig iPad just by the way. So to get 256, you have to bump the price up. And now you're looking at, I think <clears throat> yeah, like, it's it's a real investment because you're looking at $650 to get the 256 gig version of the iPad mini. Man, I don't know. That starts to get kind of pricey. So maybe the iPad mini is the one iPad that if you just want something small for watching videos and reading books, you're not going to fill it up, right? right. This isn't going to be your primary photo. When
1: logo. you also have a phone, probably, if you have an iPad. Right. Except for like, if you're looking right. at um, like potentially like kids who aren't ready yet to handle the responsibility of a phone, an iPad Mini is a good alternative, especially since you right. don't have to put it on a 5G plan. So
0: that's true, and I, I would say maybe if you just want an, an iPad to watch movies on occasionally, to maybe play some games, to to read, the the 10th gen iPad is probably the best deal you're gonna get at this point, f- as far as future proof. The 9th gen still exists, but at this point. I think the only reason they still sell that is because they probably sell a ton of them to schools, right? True. Like they just t- sell a ton of them to schools. I don't know that that's necessarily the best thing because if you buy the 10th gen, you're going to get the A14, which honestly is going to last you at least five years. My kids get so. Chromebooks
1: still and I'm so sad for them in their public schools. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: well, and I think that the, like in our district, the kindergarten and first graders or whatever second graders they all they used to send home ipads with all those kids to do things and they put them in a giant thick case that makes it weigh 11 yeah,
1: pounds mine, my and... they're, they're so big and they like they let them keep them over the summer and they only upgrade them certain years now so that'd be another cool topic is uh technology in school
0: yes that's true because it seems pretty weird sometimes but so that's kind of the overview of the ipads that exist now Obviously in our family we have a lot of iPads. I have an iPad Pro, I have this iPad mini. Both of our boys play Minecraft on older iPad Air. So they still have the touch button. They're like the older versions of those and they still work just fine. And I think Beth actually has an iPad mini that I promise she has not used in <laughs> a couple of years. <laughs> it's very old um but she doesn't really use it that much she uses her phone for everything and then she has a laptop she doesn't really have a whole lot of a, a use for that and she, which, it's not like she has time to sit down and just read kindle books on it so that that hasn't been a thing for her and you're probably more like that where you just haven't had a space where you felt like you've needed a tablet right. and i think it i think it raises an interesting question for people like why does the ipad exist and what are the reasons for using them like, why should people think about getting one? So you've resisted having one, why?
1: So, okay, here's the a, a, I have an iPhone, I've got two MacBook Airs, which is, um, what's the size of this, like 12, 13 inches, um, I, I believe for my MacBook Air. And
0: yep, thirteen with
1: an iPad being 11, 10.9 to 12.9 inches, I don't see, it's really hard for me to make a use case for like why I would spend that much money on it when I get the same functionality out of my MacBook. Um, and I I am a big reader, but I like reading on a like a a paper white type display, which I have like the $70 Kindle that just does a really great job for me. And I don't want those other distractions. So it's actually a benefit for me when I'm doing something that's outside of work or social media to be outside of the Apple ecosystem, because we're constantly barraged by everything from something on our wrist to in our hands with notifications. So it's kind of like an escape for me to get out of it when I'm doing more recreational activities. Like watching a movie, I want to put it on a focus mode so I'm not like constantly inundated by messages coming in or notifications. Like sometimes I just, I feel like I need a break from it. So I feel like that would only uh, further (laughs) exacerbate that problem.
0: Well, and the truth is that for people who want to use it to read, a Kindle is a better device in a lot of ways. But the biggest reason is that the battery lasts like the, I don't know how Forever. I have Kindle. <laughs> I don't know how often I charge it. Right, I don't ever remember charging it. I know I have to do it once in a while,
1: every few weeks like, or so. Like before I go on a trip, if I know if I want it to last all week, I'll charge it. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. But other than that, you don't ever worry about it. Whereas an iPad Mini, you, you would if you used it a lot, you'd char- be charging it every day. Right. Just mm-hmm. right, like it just the the battery and them because the and it's largely because that screen is so much brighter and it's in color, right? It's like a real screen as opposed to the e ink screen that's on most Kindle devices. And so the battery just, you know, doesn't last the same amount of time and that that's fine. But I, I think most people, you can tell me if this is, if you think this is true, I think for most people, having an iPad fits into one of a couple of categories. First, you want a device that you can just give your kids to play with right? Like the kid who's not old enough for an, a phone, but you want to have something around because they could play games on it. They could do school stuff, maybe educational things on it, or you just want to have a handy extra device. It's like, I don't need my iPad. Cause all I want to do is look something up real quick and s- using Safari. Right, And it's just, you know, especially when they were $329, that's almost like an impulse buy. I mean, I know that's still real money. I'm not saying that that's nothing, but for what you get, that's not that much money right, right. you cannot a buy noise. a and even the $449 version you cannot buy a laptop for $449 that is better or more powerful than an iPad i agree with you just, that. it's not possible yeah and so if you just needed a device to have around home you might think about having an iPad especially if you have people you know kids who are not old enough for an iPad and you just want to have something that, like that's why we have the two iPads that we have one of them is six or seven years old it's not cutting edge and the other one is like three or four years old these are so these are not new devices we didn't buy them recent you know we bought we got one of them one of them we've had for a long time the other one we got i think during COVID. and the boys just used them to play minecraft like that's right. basically all they and they're perfect for that but you know what if somebody else needed to grab one to use it for something really quickly it's it's perfect for that kind of a thing and they're not super expensive we're not going to buy the boys laptops and we're not even going to get them phones at this point they're too young so I think that's one group of people that are looking for an iPad. The other side of that is I want something to be my primary work, not maybe not work device, but my primary computing device.
1: Right. And I'm just, I'm not woke enough for this concept.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a good example of this would be my mom. My mom has an iPad Air and that's her computer. It's what she uses. Now, my dad does have a desktop computer. So I suppose if there was like computer things she needed to do, there is a computer. Like if she needed to print mailing label, I don't even know what maybe she would need to do. Like if she or she wanted a bigger screen or something like there is another computer in the house. But the iPad Air is her primary computer. And when she was thinking about buying, when she retired, she was thinking about buying either a laptop or whatever. And she settled on an iPad Air. I think like when she retired, her coworkers gave her a gift card deck. To Apple or something okay. like that. And so she's like, what should I get? And so she got an iPad Air because for the things that she uses it for, it's perfect, right? Yeah. Sending emails or looking at the bigger thing is like looking at photos or doing those types of things. It, the iPad Air is perfect for that. And it has plenty of processing power to do all the things that she could possibly want to do. But she's retired. She doesn't need, she's not crunching spreadsheets. Right. At this
1: yeah. I could see my mom who is retired like, and my dad who's actually who's about to doing like thriving on just having something like that and plus they're especially being like an apple product they have android phones we'll forgive them for that but um they're not super techno tech savvy um they they do just fine but i will always say that like the apple ecosystem is the most user-friendly so i think for that's another use case for someone who's retired and does not need like a powerful computer well it's still powerful like multiple screens and the ability to shift between different tasks a lot i, th- I could see that working for well. plus you know yeah and traveling if you're going to travel no, go a lot when you're retired which i think we all hope to do most of us do um and ipad is a great way to stay connected
0: yeah and it's a great thing to like okay you're on a plane just pull it out and watch a movie or whatever download some stuff in advance and so i think that there's But I do think that even beyond someone who's retired, who doesn't have heavy computing needs, there are people for whom an iPad could be their primary work device. Like, for example, well, in there are actually two groups of people that this is the case. For example, maybe where you work you use an iPad because you're moving around all the time. Like you work in the field mm-hmm. or you're you're a contractor. I've had people come over here to give us quotes for like when we were remodeling our bathroom and they did it all on an iPad. Like yeah, that was their work that. device. They they don't need a computer, right? Like that's not what they do. But also, like my iPad Pro, I can do almost everything on my iPad Pro except for putting except for putting articles into the CMS like right. everything else, I can write, I can communicate with people, I can edit photos. In fact, my favorite thing to use the iPad for is editing photos in Lightroom because I can use the it's it's fantastic. So like there are certainly people who this could be their primary work device. It just depends on what they're doing. If mostly what you do is spend time on Zoom calls and it it might not be it may be a little bit less ideal for that because the screen's small, right? Than. And stuff. So. I could see it. But, and then, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was thinking I could see it and like, looking back at my life in ways that it could have been, would be helpful. Is I could see um, for college students it being great because you're traveling from class to class. You want something that's really easy to take notes. Uh, in college, I was an athlete, so I traveled a lot. So just like really easy to take all of your studies with you on the go and when you're trampling around campus. A heavy computer in a backpack gets pretty cumbersome. Pretty good idea to me. Depending on what you're studying, yeah. of
0: course. Absolutely. And the one thing I will say is that if you are looking to use an iPad primarily as your main device, don't think that you'll be doing that because it will save you money. Because again, as we've already said, if you're looking at an iPad Air or an iPad Pro, you're automatically going to be bumping up against a thousand bucks ish or more, which you could get an M one MacBook air for that price. So just don't be thinking that, Oh, I'm going to do this cause it'll save me money. That's not going to be the reason right. <laughs> you have to make sure that it fits your use cases. But then the third group of people, so the first is like, we just want to have a device around the house for the kids or something that we don't want them to have a phone. The second is people who could actually use it as their primary work device. And then the third is people who want to have it as an extra thing, which I would say to be candid, if that's, if you're in that group, you're very fortunate. And you're not as right? worried about you, the money
1: and how much it costs.
0: That's that's <laughs> what I mean. You're very fortunate that that's not a decision you have to make based on how much does this thing cost because you have the ability to spend a thousand bucks on a second device or or right. whatever. And so, so I just wanted to like, there is that group of people and I don't know that that's super common among people who might be listening to this podcast. It's probably more... One people who have disposable income and want to throw it at gadgets, right? Right. Like, I mean, just... if you're
1: listening to this, you—it's not a far-fetched guess that you could be one of those people. So.
0: That's true. It's possible. I just think some people who listen to this would be like, if you have a laptop, why would you spend a thousand dollars on an iPad? That, but maybe you would look for. at like an i. <laughs> so... That's true. But maybe you would look at like an iPad Mini then, or mm-hmm. an iPad, the base one, because you want to use it for completely different things. Right. So now. The truth is, we've kind of defined those three groups, but there are other types of Tons. tablets.
1: Tons, some really bad ones, there, and some decent ones.
0: Most of them are bad. Let's just be candid. Most so there are iPads, and then there are like Android devices. Most of the Android devices are pretty bad. Just just to be real honest, um, the reason that they're bad in a lot of the time is that the Android is not good
1: on a tablet. I've never <laughs> That's used one. Bottom act- line. I don't. Well, I'm sure I've used one somewhere, but I've never certainly never owned one.
0: So, I've- it it a, Android doesn't know what to do on a tablet really. So, the the best tablet in my opinion, the, the best Android tab- tablet you can buy is the Samsung Galaxy S8 line. There's the S8 Plus and the S8 Ultra. And I've reviewed it before, and it is it's it's not quite as powerful as like an iPad Pro, like just to be candid because the processor that's in it is not quite as good, but it's, it's great. Like it, I'm, there's no qualms about it. It has a lot of the same specs. It even has, you know, cameras in the right place, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of thing. You can buy the keyboards, you can use the S pen, which is really good. The S pen is in my opinion, just as good as an Apple pencil. Like it's great. The problem is Android just doesn't know what to do. It's just not a great experience. Fun
1: fact, Samsung galaxy is the only Android phone I've ever tried. Um, when I once tried, um, Coming out of the, the Apple ecosystem, and I did not like it. But um, one of the things, one of the ones we talked about in here is the, the newest one, um, the Pixel tablet. And that's why um, I've actually been intrigued by the Pixel phone, which I would never get because I already have a MacBook and an Apple Watch. But I'm, I find it highly intriguing, and there are some things about it that I think are worth talking about.
0: Yeah, so the interesting thing about the Google Pixel tablet, aside from the fact that it's not actually out. Yeah, but they did announce it so that's what jess is referring to they pre-announced this product when they had an event a couple of weeks ago and they just now say that it's coming in 2023 so that could be january that could be august we don't really know how far away it is but the 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 trick with the google pixel tablet is that it is a tablet that comes with a base station that you magnetically attach it to and then it basically becomes like a google nest home hub thing kind of right? kind of like, like it,
1: sounds like an echo show a little bit except with a detachable screen
0: it's good... it's, it's basically like that because yeah, yep.
1: mine my, my echo show i have the 10 and it sits it's attached permanently to this really nice speaker base so the difference in that it's a genius idea really because so many times tablets just sit at home and they're underused but if you could actually morph it into a dual functionality with a smart home device there's there's not a it could it could tank, but it's in theory it sounds like an excellent idea.
0: No, I think it's genius, and I think that Apple should make one. <laughs> like I think Apple needs to make this because like we have the Google Nest Home Max I, again. I don't know what it's called, but we have one sitting upstairs. And if I could rip that thing off and, you know, our kid could sit down and Google things to their heart's content like that, it's the perfect, it's really a brilliant idea. And the base station has a speaker in it so that when you snap it in there, it's basically just the same thing as what we have on the, on the, on the counter. It's just, you can take the screen off and it becomes a tablet. And a hundred percent, I think Apple needs to make one of these.
1: I hope whoever came up with that got a raise because I, I like it. And it's like a simple idea. It's like, why did someone not think of this yet?
0: Yeah, it's it's a great idea because if you there are probably a greater number of well I'm sure that there are a greater number of people who want a display thing with a speaker in their kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Then want then want an Android tablet, but give them both. Right. right? Let them buy the display thing for the kitchen and then if they happen to just need a tablet, they can just yank right. it off and and use it. Yeah, you're it.
1: going on a trip, you're obviously not going to be home, so you don't need the display in your kitchen. Why not increase the functionality of it by allowing you to just snap it off and take it on your trip? I would, that's, um, they haven't released a price point, but that's something I would probably consider buying. And I would re- yeah. to replace I- what I have in my kitchen, which I just bought like three months ago. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. And I think that the reason that Apple really needs to make something to fit this, this category is because th- this device is going to compete. I- I'm going to guess this thing's going to be based on the price of the Google things that you can buy that sit on your counter, I'm going to guess this is going to be in the five to $600 price range. I could be completely wrong. I don't think it's going to be like a great tablet, right? I don't think it's going to be iPad pro level or even galaxy S eight level tablet. I think it's going to be like an entry level device, but it's going to do the smart home stuff really well, right? Like it's going to do that stuff really well. If, And if you were going to get a Nest Hub Max, which by the way, is the name, you know, that device is like $230. Which is comparable
1: to the Echo Show, the newer one.
0: Yeah. And so I, and you can get on sale apparently right now for $164. I don't know who came up with that price, (laughs) but if you were going to take it off and have a slight, and it's going to, you know, the Pixel tablet has to be a better device than the Nest Hub Max because the Nest Hub Max just sits there, right, and it doesn't. The screen has a huge bezel around. I mean, you wouldn't want to that device. You wouldn't want to do things with other than poke at it when it's sitting on the counter. So I think it would have to be a better device. So I am going to say it's going to be like five hundred bucks, and that that's a. I mean, I think that Apple will, you know, their introductory level iPad now is four forty nine. For a little bit more, you could get something that sits on your counter, has a speaker, you can pull it off. Like I feel like Apple is going to have to take that seriously.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. I got busy looking at the Nest Hub Max and questioning my decision of what I should have. I'm having a little bit of buyer's <laughs> remorse, but it's okay. It'll be fine. Like 164 <laughs> for that is a great price. So
0: It is. It is a good price. And it's a really useful device. Like it's probably the, it's by far, I think we mentioned this last week, the smart home device in our house that gets used the most other than the Nest thermostat because like. In theory, you use a thermostat every day, either to have it on or off, or especially as living in Michigan, it starts getting cold. Sorry, I but.
1: forgot to close my door, so we do have a, a visitor with us in here. Oh, a good! Cat. A cat. Yeah, I usually close the door. Fantastic.
0: So, so I think that I like, I, hopefully, this is helpful for people if they're trying to figure out, like, why would anybody use an iPad? I like the list that you made, right? Like, there are things you would use an
1: iPad for, right? Yeah, do you want to talk about those or? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. So some of the things I was just kind of brainstorming. If I got an iPad, what would I actually use it for? Um, and so some of these things are like, um, if I'm on a plane or a road trip, a lot of times you watch movies or shows on my phone and I have a, a mini 12. So it's not the most conducive uh, or, you know, uh, aesthetically pleasing viewing experience. So I definitely would use that. I would use it as an e-reader, though. We've talked about the Kindle, which I prefer. If I didn't have a Kindle and I was in the... Market for an iPad, that's one thing that I would look for is like a good e-reading experience. Um, So what on-the-go editing would be kind of cool for listeners who don't know. I'm an editor, so something that could be really helpful is like just to be able to do that on the go. If I'm in the car, sometimes I'll run out of time and then we got to go somewhere for something for the kids. And I hate bringing a laptop to those things because I look like I'm like that mom who can't tear themselves away from their work. As far as they know, I'm scrolling Instagram in between in between <laughs> games. I don't care, and it's just easier than bringing a computer around. So I would, I I could find a work benefit in there, though. When it replaced my laptop, obviously. Um, so video calls, FaceTime or Zoom. That's something we talked about, kind of removing yourself from the distractions of everything else. Or even if um, I wanted to Zoom with my parents, which I'll I'll do since they have Androids and they can't FaceTime. Um, just being able to do that wherever around the house is pretty easy. And then um, the last one is, I will shamefully admit that my son got me hooked on Clash Royale <laughs> like last year. Oh boy! And so I do. I'll play that on my phone. I've tried to find ways to play it on the computer. I cannot, which is probably a good thing. But I was thinking that'd be kind of cool to play it on a bigger screen. It's kind of like my idle idle time. I'll play a three minute game here or there. But um,
0: yeah, and the the iPad is a great device for playing games. Like you can't play. You know, A console games necessarily. Well, you just can't on an iPad because they don't make them for it. But it is, it is a very good device because it's touch, so it's more intuitive, and it's it's and it's a good size to hold in your hand. But like probably the thing that gets done on the iPads in this house the most by far is playing playing. Can you kids. play Roblox? That's what our kids do. Yeah, and they like to play Minecraft. Yeah. They play Minecraft on it all the time. You can play Roblox. There I mean, there are a lot of games available for the iPad. Some of them are dumb games, some of them are more They're all dumb. You know, I'm... Call of Call of Duty <laughs> Mobile <Google laughs> or whatever. But yeah. So so yeah, and one you mentioned the editing thing. So one thing I think is really cool is that you can buy ipad with cellular service right you can't buy a laptop with cellular service so you can use your ipad places even if you don't have wi-fi just like you could your phone which i actually think is one of the nicest things if you want to take an ipad for work is you never have to worry about wi-fi you can just like sit like sit down and i took this my son is in uh, the robotics club and they meet on tuesday nights so i took this ipad pro this 12.9 one with a keyboard case and i would because we just sit there and wait for them to do their little thing and i didn't have to worry about logging into wi-fi at the school i just have cellular nice. service and so it's just kind of nice. i mean you could tether to your that's phone like, it, but it's just nice to it's just nice to not have to worry about it like just start using it so anyway yeah. but so yeah i i think that's great if people are listening they still have questions they should just send them to us about the ipad but i think that uh hopefully this has been a useful overview not only of like what ipads are of like why people would buy certain ones and then also like what some of the other options are that are that are out there so you have a off-topic subject i know oh yeah
1: i did um i was actually thinking about this and what i cared about this week and um (laughs) as everyone knows nationwide we have um a Big election coming up but i'm just you know want to tell everyone like use your voice go vote like it does make a difference if no one votes we're screwed way more screwed than, than we are and i don't even care who you're voting for it's just like make your voice known. like we have this great pr- privilege to to cast our vote and um i just encourage everyone to do so early voting started here this week so i'm planning to cast my vote so please go
0: yeah and in like here where we live in Michigan obviously there are midterm elections for congress and for the senate for the u.s but like we're electing our governors up for election and so Same. depending on where you live there may be there may be things that are more important than you thought just because it's not a presidential election year there are still things happening and so it behooves you to pay attention to what are the things because otherwise things get decided and you don't get to have right set, and then
1: you can't you right? cannot complain about things that happen if you did not cast your vote so keep that in mind I've gotten more I mean, involved can, in this one just because it's like Arkansas is kind of a mess right now. But like we got signs <laughs> in our yard and stuff. Like I'm going to the debates. Like <laughs> this is, it's a, and it, it helps me feel a little bit more empowered, especially when I get disencouraged to just participate, even if the outcome isn't what I hope for.
0: Yeah. And I will also say that, you know, in where we live, there's school board election. And I'm not kidding you, it's probably the most important thing that'll affect our kids' lives because that you know there are some interesting characters running for our school board that's all I'm going to say mm-hmm. in case any of them happen to listen to this um but the the point is we do care very much about who who is making decisions for our students because like it's our kids right these are our little people and we need to we want to know that the people who are uh guiding their district are making the right kind of choices and especially you know covid did weird things to people it brought out people who have very strong opinions on whatever side of the issue but but it's kind of like i don't know not to get political but like people have covid brain and that they filter everything through i don't like this decision that was made during covid so now i want to throw out this like right. whatever it's no, just weird I, yeah so, i agree
1: with you it's, and we got to find more ways to work together uh like yeah uh, it used to like i never growing up used to think about um bipartisanship because it wasn't so much of an issue and now it's like you can't be on one side and agree with anything that the other side says without getting reamed yeah. for it but we'll go to we won't, go, too, we won't yeah. go down that rabbit hole this isn't that kind of podcast <laughs> so. yes so, so
0: go vote so yeah absolutely so go vote but all right. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. And if you have questions, you can send them to us. The podcast's Twitter feed is undigitalfm at FM Undigital FM. And I did tweet out our episode last week. So follow that. And then I'll put Jess in my Twitter handles in the show notes as well. Feel free to, you know, tell us what you thought. And,
1: uh, maybe if we get enough people responding, I'll get back on Twitter and start using it again.
0: Oh, this is a challenge. We're gonna get (laughs) Jess. Yeah, you guys gotta fill up her mentions, please. I only I commit
1: to one platform. I I don't use Facebook anymore. I only use Instagram, um, to see Uh, stories and TikTok to see what my kids are doing. So Twitter Twitter would be all right.
0: All right, send 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 Jess messages on Twitter. So all right, we will talk to you all next week. Stop recording.